Squatty Squatty Potty brought to you by the Retic Lounge. (laughs) What is this in in terms of just numerology of the Retic? Okay, so welcome to episode 67 of the Retic Lounge and episode 2 of TikTok with Cake and Andrew. I'm excited for this one. It's always just, uh, we we spend like way more time than we should prior even to recording, just like shooting the shit, laughing and talking and uh, yeah, looking forward to this one. Kagan, thanks for being kind of like a little spotlight in our month and doing this with us. You're so welcome. You know, I'm always down to talk about, talk about talk ticks. Talk <laughs> ticks. And we thought she had notes last time. Boy, where we proved wrong. Yeah. I we got, no- we got notes, illustrations. Like- <laughs> She's a great artist. Have you ever tried pursuing that at all? Um, so I actually got a Bachelor of Fine Arts degree in illustration with a minor in drawing. And directly after college, I was just like, wow, I love reptiles so much. I want to pursue these animals. So then I got into the educational aspect of it, started doing the traveling educational shows and then, you know, the rest of the story. So, yeah, I'm so sorry. But I'd like to get back into it. I've, <laughs> I've been trying to get back into it more recently, um, taking little time out of my day to sit down and do little doodles like that. And yeah. I'm excited. We'll we'll see if we can. I'll see if we can edit one to just have one of these images pop up here on the screen. But they're great. They're (laughs) absolutely phenomenal. Um, Have you guys heard of the Met in New York? The Met Gallery, yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's a museum. I just went this last weekend. It was absolutely phenomenal. I got to touch like a several thousand year old sarcophagus, and yeah, it's just really cool. But um, talking about art, like I like art. I'm terrible, Um, and I know like the general thing to say when you're bad at art is like. I can't even draw a stick person. Well, I can a really good one. Um, and I like music and I play guitar, but um, I just like, so I have an appreciation for the arts, but I suck at it. How long did you get to stay at the Met? Uh, not even enough to like, re- like we, I was there for an hour and a half and I covered uh, some of, some of the Greek artwork. I, I, I definitely needed to go see Picasso's work. Um, and I wanted to focus on the Egyptian, Chinese, and Japanese. And you could probably spend a total of 20 hours in there and not scratch the surface. Oh yeah. I felt the same way when I, it's, uh, it's so overwhelming. When I went to Tinley, I went to the, uh, art Institute out there and I mean, spent. Yeah. Oh, oh, he, he muted. Nathan muted. I don't know what the score is at this point. It's been a while. Oh, unplugged, still muted. Doesn't oh, matter. Snap. He's not talking because he's playing the while. fifth right now. But if he opens his mouth, he's muted. I used to look forward to the episodes when I was listening to them for moments like these. Yeah, yeah. And now we suck, so. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know what's sad while Nathan's fixing his shit over here you want to know what's Besides, sad wait wait am oh. i back oh feedback am i back can you hear me i can but hold on actually now that we're at it can you turn up the mic or can you put it closer to your mouth eat it, it, it is that better yeah oh, i can finally yes. hear myself yes please do that every episode asmr <laughs> nathan edition yeah yeah lucas lucas likes to hear everything um that sucked. I'm so pissed at, at my little USB okay. adapter. Uh, Timmy, anyways, Timmy. yeah, I, you know, I was out at the art art institute for a couple hours, and like, 
barely scratched the surface there. So I could only imagine what an hour at the Met would be like. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's pretty incredible. Um, and, uh, we were just actually, I was about to go on a little tangent here of like our viewership so far that I'm frustrated with. Like we had our best interview, one of our best interviews with like one of less than 30 renowned exotic certified vets in the world. And it's at like 230 views, but then like in one day, like busting retic myths, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> writes it in in 24 hours and i'm like well we know what sells so mm-hmm. um yeah it's just I, funny. I, I didn't pay problem. attention to those numbers that's funny it's it's hilarious <laughs> uh you know i'm a numbers guy way more than i like to admit but it's true yeah I, I, numbers I, and I a lot of people really like that vet episode so it's yeah, just like no, it was, share I really it around that. like i i love the comments but also share it share it like right <laughs> tag us too um but yeah it's it's uh that was a great episode but um let's how are we going to tie this back into to tiktok um while speaking i was at the numbers. met yeah speaking of numbers go for it jump in speaking of numbers i canceled my morph market membership why whether you're just getting into retics or you've been breeding for years the first place you want to visit is stewart design more and more breeders keep showing up at shows on Morph Market and are all over social media. Sometimes it may feel possible to get anyone's attention. Stewart Designs helps small businesses like yours do big things through brand clarity, helping entrepreneurs to start and scale businesses that are easy to know and love. Their work can help any company or industry, but they've done a ton of work for ours. Stewart Design created the brands for US Arc, Canova, Reach Out Reptiles, Coiled, and dozens of other well-known reptile breeders. Like many of us, the owner of Stewart Design, Blake, is a keeper and breeder who fell in love with retics through first working with Garrett Hartle. Although Stewart Design does a lot of corporate work, Blake has a passion for working with people in the reptile industry. Stewart Design can help if you're just getting started or you're ready to take things to the next level, you're struggling to stand out and build your presence online or at shows, You don't want to be like the other guys or get lost in the crowd, and you want to make your own way doing what you love. And also, you have big ideas and know your business is special, but you need help sharing it with the reptile community. If something here resonates with you, reach out to Blake and have a conversation. To learn more or get started, visit stuartdesignbrands.com or call them at 855-SD-LOGOS. Clear brands own markets. Stuart Design helps create them. If you are in the market for an enclosure for your reticulated python or any other one of your reptiles, Focus Cubed Habitats is your one-stop shop for not only the best-looking cages on the market, but also provide amazing features and add-ons to your cages. We partnered with Focus Cubed Habitats because they continue to innovate and change the way we house our animals unlike any other caging company out there. Their cages are designed intelligently and provide the most stylish and secure housing for your animal's comfort and well-being. Visit focuscubedhabitats.com for your animal's caging needs. Again, visit focuscubedhabitats.com for some amazing and stylish enclosures. We also want to thank VivTech Products for being an affiliate sponsor of the Retic Lounge. Stop by VivTech Products for the best UV spectrum lighting on the market that will enhance and improve your snake's overall well-being and health. 
Visit vivtechproducts.com and use the code RETICLOUNGE23 today for 15% off. Again, visit vivtechproducts.com and use our affiliate code RETICLOUNGE23 today for 15% off. Looking for the perfect accessories for your hatchlings or juvenile retics? Look no further than Heli Guy Serpents. Our sponsor, Chris Sexton, is coming in hot with an amazing 3D printer, creating top-notch perches and other caging accessories for your beloved pets. Enrich your retics environment with their high-quality products. Use our promo code TRL10 for a 10% discount on your purchase. Visit them today at heliguyserpents.com and start giving your pets the best. Heli Guy Serpents, the premier source for 3D printed caging accessories. Again, that's www.heliguyserpents.com and use our promo code TRL10 for 10% off all of your 3D printed accessories today. Um, right now, market is rough and mm-hmm. my like my animals just aren't selling on morph market i'm selling animals on instagram did you participate in the sale i did participate in the sale and most of my not animals, a single inquiry not a, no 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 no. i texted you lucas i got one inquiry i'm proud of you and and it was somebody inquiring about one of the 25 percent calatoas that i have saying hey uh, is this guy going to get big? And I was like, I'll be honest, you know, I'm not going to lie to you and say, no, it's going to stay small. I you're was like, gonna, yeah. You're not going to tell people your 25% calatoes will stay smaller than peers? Right? No, 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 no. Okay. We don't play that game here. Um, you know, I was honest. I was like, you know, this animal has the potential to get really large. Mom was like 14 foot and I never heard back from him, which is fine. You know, if that's, if you're not interested, I, I told him, you know, go pursue higher percentage uh, animals, but that was it. Yeah. Did you guys end up participating in the sale? I, I I don't have enough animals to feel the justification in getting the membership. Yeah. Especially this year, just with how everything went. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I don't know what my sales views were, but I posted this the other day online, and I'll share it. One hundred and ten thousand two hundred and sixteen views with five thousand eighteen clicks on my animals, twelve inquiries. And 48 likes and only one animal sold on Morph Market. Now, I'm not saying Morph Market is a terrible, like, it's not working. Like, Morph Market's doing well, I would think. Um, And a lot of people sell a bunch of animals on their Morph Market. Um, But it just hasn't worked out for me the way that I intended. Now, I've been saying... And I talked to Darian about this and I comment and I, I put myself out there. Me and Darian have talked on the phone quite a bit, but I've been saying like, you know, I'm thinking about canceling my membership um, and not like as a, like a threat. Right. But just like at the end of the day, but then I also have to realize like if I'm paying 20 bucks a month, that's what $240 a year. The one animal that I did sell on there was $1,500 that paid for, you know, the next, I don't know. I don't know, let's math here, six years, eight years, whatever the case may be, uh, five years on Morph Market, right? So, like, does it make it worth it? Sure. Um, My only issue with Morph Market is the, this, like, hype. I'm new on Morph Market. I got one rating from the one person that bought from me on Morph Market, right? Mm-hmm. Clearly, I feel like my reputation is is a little bit better than one rating on Morph Market, right? Mm-hmm. Um, And it's a good rating. It's a five-star rating. Um. 
But when you have like Darian's doing a great job marketing to people that are not like in our circle, right? That don't know mm-hmm. like the community mm-hmm. aspect that are just looking for animals. And those people are gonna look for the 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 two hundred reviews, the the three hundred reviews. So it kind of pushes me like irrelevant. And mm-hmm. um that hurts my ego, <laughs> right? <laughs> like I feel like I'm not irrelevant, but uh, I know I still have plenty of good work to do and I still am still making a name for myself. Like I've only been in the industry for five years. That's not long. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just feel like morph market because I jumped in too late in my breeding just isn't going to do me the justice that I do myself online, just making connections, selling to people and being a door to door salesman. Right. Um, and that's kind of not what I do. I don't blow people up and annoy them besides Kagan, who was a sucker and bought one of my animals. Um, I but... wanted her from the start. I mean, let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, I, yeah, I just, I think that it provides me a more intimate opportunity, which I like for being a retake person. Yeah. <clears throat> I know that right now I have the lowest amount of inventory animals to sell than I, that I have for a, a long time. And a lot of my stuff is kind of, you know, lower end ball, pyth- ball python morphs. I've got a couple of hatchling retics from uh, my previous year's clutch. So for, for me right now, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I think once maybe the market starts turning back upwards and I have a few more clutches come out, I'll, I'll probably jump back onto the membership. Um, but for now, it just doesn't make sense for me especially since I'm paying, I was paying the month by month, which is, you know, $19 a month <clears throat> versus if you pay it all in one lump sum for a year, it ends up being like $11 oh, a month, I think. I think I did that anyways for the year. So that'd be yeah. dumb of me to be like, I'm canceling. Like, no, bitch, I'm paid out for oh, yeah. the rest of the month. Like, <laughs> I, I got no choice. But Nathan, can I get your feedback on something? Yeah. Um, You've seen some of my, my head anthrax that I have available, right? Yeah. So what I'm doing on Morph Mark. Yeah, in person. What I'm doing right now on Morph Market, mm-hmm. and tell me if I'm wrong, and, and, and Kagan, I want your feedback too. Um, I'm only posting pictures of like the the decent, like, I mean, like a good example of each of the animals. Mm-hmm. I'm not posting my whole availability. I don't, I don't have the, I, I didn't pay for that membership. Do you think it would be beneficial for me if I posted the 50 hatchlings that I have available instead of just like the three head anthrax that I have on there or the two? Well, actually, the Kaiwadi I have on there is all I have left. But, like, what if I posted my whole Het Ocelot Tiger Clutch? Like, is that necessary if I can't even sell one? Like, I think that's the harder way to do it. When I had all my babies eating and had the group established that it was ready to go, you know, I was still only posting one or two at a time. Sorry, sorry. I no, go ahead. go ahead. <laughs> so from the standpoint of a seller, when you give a potential customer two options to look at, right? They have these two things to decide between and they can compare and say, okay, I like this one better. And it's an easier decision and it doesn't overwhelm them. So from a seller standpoint, I feel like posting all those animals might be a little overwhelming for the consumer. But for me personally, as a consumer, um, and, and you're looking at which one has the cuter freckle. I look at every little detail in the pattern. The girl that I got from you has that one awesome little offset 
marking that I'm like that that's the reason that I love her so much like I don't know why it, but you know it, it's going to depend on like that individual basis for for each person what she, they really look for is she Prue's hat endo can I have a baby absolutely <laughs> I want an endo just like as a pet um I got too many recessive projects that I'm working on but, <laughs> but yeah no I I agree I think that there's you know tomato like some people tomato and like tomato <laughs> tomato like some people like <laughs> a lot of option uh and some people don't um but if uh, I it, if I post a whole clutch it's in a like collection video or like a quick reel or something like that you know right i'll, I'll post all of the the hatchlings like pretty close together but yeah. you know i'm not and, trying and, to overwhelm everyone and upload right. 20 and babies for, at a time for me it's not necessarily the overwhelm but it's about time time is money to me right time is like i can make money i can lose money i can never get back time and it's a lot of work to take good quality photos of 50 hatchlings <sighs> and then and then that that's the quick part then yeah. you have to upload everything on Morph Market with a different ID. And oh, yeah. And um, oh, no. First, you have to go through all the photos, resize them so they fit Morph Market, Morph right? Market. Because that doesn't <laughs> happen automatically. But then, um, but, but my, my issue there is like, then people are like, oh, well, you're just being lazy. You could be more successful. It's like, I'm not. I'm talking to people like Nathan, you've said it a million times on our phone calls. I don't know how the hell you have so much time to spend on social media. I don't know either. I'm literally in between my clients at work. I am talking to people or I'm posting or a reel or like, so I'm not being lazy. I know I'm not. My work ethic is, is not laziness, but um, I would probably spend 10 plus hours getting every hatchling that I have onto Morph Market. And my whole thing is like, why bother if I, if I can't even sell the two from that same clutch, why am I going to post the other 20? Hmm. <laughs> right and, and they're all tigers right well and uh, i mean compared to inquiries and sales that you get from instagram yeah i mean yeah exactly i, I get an inquiry almost every day from from instagram now it doesn't always fall through right but but i have someone that that talks to me daily about like hey what's your availability and i'm like hi um but but morph market um i've had the account for a year i've had 12 i'm, I'm averaging one inquiry a month that's not a lot Mm. Um, I, lo I love what Morph Market is doing and, and by no means a bad because okay you want to know why I think it's happening I think that with the economic status that we're like the, the economy that we're in right now my cheapest animal on Morph Market is like $1,200 yeah and the people that are super successful on Morph Market are in that like four to $750 range yeah so a lot of the, okay there's there's a lot of these topics going around on facebook groups right now i'm seeing all over the board not just in retit groups but ball python groups gecko groups you know why aren't people buying animals what's going on and in a lot of the ball python groups everybody is is screaming oh my god the, the ball python pyramid scheme is collapsing it's happening you know um but but it's not just ball pythons it's all across the board it's all species and i think those that have diverse inventory are probably going to be more successful because they're able to appeal to a wider array of people. But in general, you know, inflation is high right now. Unemployment is high. Interest rates are up. And, and people's spending power is just, it's diminished. And, and people are focusing on the necessities and not the luxuries. Right. And, and, you know, pets are luxuries. 
you know, yeah. a $600 snake, that's a luxury. So yeah, we touched on that a couple episodes. I mean, yeah, yeah I, I no one's, think, no one's you know, looking for luxury items it, right now. With it's, interest rates it's high, just I'm trying start, to survive. everyone's just trying to survive. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm gonna start charging interest rates for uh, payment plans. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, but, um, no, I, I, I couldn't like, you know, and that's why I'm kind of venturing into, you know, in, in, I'm not, I'm not rushing to breed green tree pythons because I know how difficult it is. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it's a way to kind of diversify, right. And just like keep an animal I love. And if I happen to yeah. be able to breed them, which not everyone can, and I don't expect myself to, I'm going to try, I'll probably cry a thousand times failing, but um, you know, I think that it's just a good move. Right. And I know Nathan, you're interested in, in tree monitors and Kagan has like thousands of no, not thousands, <laughs> but she has like at least what half a dozen or eight different species of snakes at least. I've got, yeah, I've got a handful. Handful. What are you working with? Okay. I've Four got snakes. California Kings, uh, black Mexican Kings, uh, Kankakee bull snakes, uh, reticulated pythons, ball pythons. I always miss one. There's, I always, I always tend to forget because I've got other species as well. But, but you have other animals too, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You want to know what my favorite is? Hmm. The black yeah. roughneck monitor. No, your chickens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> chickens Look, are great. funny. Almost every time you call me, I'm outside with the chickens, and every time Lucas is like, "Oh, they're noises," because they're out there going like. Bah, 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 bah. I want them so bad. <laughs> We can't have chickens in my HOA. That's Ooh. my favorite part of going over to my best friend's house. She has a huge they're coop. And great, right? They're awesome. They're so cool. And so I have a 100 foot by 25 foot garden. And I can't uh, keep up with all of the produce. But luckily, I've got rabbits. I've got chickens. I've got turkeys. And those animals get so spoiled with scraps from the garden. I mean, I probably took them a good 20 pounds of peppers the other day. They all got, you know, all of my my homegrown pumpkins from Halloween that, you know, started to kind of like squish down a little bit. They love those. I'll have chicken someday. Little recycling bins. <laughs> yeah, I'll have chicken someday. Um, my, my dream is to have a property like Weston. Hmm. Oh, when, when are you going to make a trip out there, Nathan? Uh, probably, you Please know, within soon. the next few months, get, I, I would hope. I mean, I know it's harder Patreon during content. <laughs> For real. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm bad at filming stuff when I'm in the moment, just trying to experience something. But I'll, I'll try when I'm up there. I love I'm, that. I, the I really way, love though. that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, being, being fully present and really appreciating what's in front of you rather than being like, oh, let me. Well, and that's how I'm always surprised, like how Lucas is on social media. But I think I have the luxury of like being in a profession where I can't be on my phone. Like I'm hands on doing mm-hmm. something. So. Well, I can't either when I'm with my clients. It's in between them where I sneak time. Okay. <laughs> Could you imagine mm-hmm. sitting in front of a client and they're telling me their like deepest, darkest drama? And I'm like, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Just got an inquiry. I'm oh, worth no, I got to sell the snake. You understand, right? <laughs> so sorry that happened to you, by the way. Um, gosh, that's terrible. Um, but yeah, I, I think that that would be a, a, a cool little back access Patreon sneak peek and it doesn't even have to be a, um, 
shoot if you just like b-roll and get random footage and send it over to adler adler will probably make it into a work of art oh you make it beautiful <laughs> absolutely but yeah it's it's definitely a buyer's market right now with animal prices because some of the prices are crazy so for example um i in ball pythons i really love pies right bread my bread and butter my jam bees knees it's it's I, I believe wait, Luca wait, what? said what? At, at Bill Stegall's house that's the ball python project he would get into if he were to do ball python. Wait, what project? Didn't you say pieds? Uh, pied, but but no, you, I mean close. Pied is great. It's a classic, and I'd like to have one as a pet. But lavender. Oh, I love lavender too. Yeah, lavender is the sexiest albino in in in, in ball pythons, and okay. I mean lav lavender pied is typically what I would go for. Okay, green sickles, yeah. So yeah, a year ago, adult female ball uh, pied ball pythons were going anywhere from like low end would be about a thousand two hundred to higher end about two thousand. Midway is you know a thousand five hundred. And I'm checking morph market now because I haven't looked in a while because I'm like I'm, I've been good not not shopping animals. And I look now and I am seeing adult ready to breed pied ball pythons for five hundred dollars and lower. And I am just like, are there oh, are there proven breeders within that price range? Uh, there are a couple, yeah. And and some over. You want to like go in on a project together, Nathan? <laughs> <laughs> I'll get I'll get the I'll get the lavender het pied. You get the pied het lavender, and we'll pick a place to start breeding them. <laughs> I, I may not have space for many more retics, but you I can bring have them. Space I, for that. I, I got a full empty V seventy rack here. We can <laughs> we can do it. I have a V70 sitting next to me standing on its on its back. So Yeah. No, I mean it's it's insane and what's crazy is that like you think about that from the ball python perspective that is super low maintenance, easy to keep, easy to clean. And then you you talk about the retic world, especially like maintenance, oh. right? Where these animals are going to quadruple in size the first year if you don't not feed them because you want to keep them in their hatchling rack and let's not pretend that breeders don't do that. That happens. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, well, instead of this four month year old feeding weekly, I'm just going to feed it every other week mm -hmm. because I can't afford a, a new, you know, a 1040 rack or right. So, um, yeah, it's people are hurting. And I mean, I'm even at a point where I'm not hurting financially or anything, but it's like, well, I had like four pairings planned this year, but it looks like maybe only two are going to happen because I still got hatchlings in my rack that i'm not going to be able to do and it's i mean it is what it is yeah i mean the demand for mainland stuff has always been kind of low and but even super dwarf stuff is is struggling to move right now i mean that's crazy to me i again i think yeah. the biggest part of it is a commodity thing and then uh you know it, it's an animal that you can't market to a, a giant audience like you can a ball python so when we have an influx of breeders like we did this this last year and then you know like we have year in the years to come it's going to be harder and harder to market the animals unless people know you and you know right have have a relationship with you i think but 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 even with that i have 50 percent super dwarf 100 percent het anthrax guess what the last time that that was done 
a het anthrax superdorf clutch was the year before sean mcmillan of hourglass reptiles Mm -hmm. he only let females go why don't i have the people who have females knocking on my door for males when i'm making them only twelve hundred dollars and that's the crazy thing is this is a new recessive project even into superdorfs but it's like you know what it's frustrating right because i have a got like 25 of them in my rack right now and they're not selling but the beautiful part of it is i feel like people are finally educated enough to know like this is a first gen crossing and that's not going to be a small snake Mm -hmm. and so i'll wait and i'm like you know what if that's your decision and that's your i'll deal with that like kudos to you for being informed Mm -hmm. i'm happy for that i I genuinely am um but i mean like come on we're talking about a het anthrax superdorf project at, at I think I was running a sale at one point at two thousand a pair. Yeah. Nothing. Crickets. No one. And it's like this is mind blowing. Yes, you did it. <laughs> I thought that was Lucas fucking with the soundboard earlier when I was trying to get my mic plugged back in. Who did that? <laughs> yes. I was um, like, Lucas is really screwing around in Streamyard in his stream, no because free we, time we, too. we we figured this out last week. Ready? Hold on. Oh, oh it's God. a firework now. Lucas has some weird <laughs> setting on. It's not even StreamYard. It's his Mac where he has like screen reactions. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, the I, best, I don't, it's the best thing ever. Yeah, I don't get it. Um, But uh, yeah, it's pretty, pretty. You know, I was shocked to see that they would not move. You know, I thought that, you know, maybe they'll move slow in this economy, but to not move at all is like, what? So if you're in the market for a Superdorf head anthrax, visit Lab Exotics. Um, no, I mean, but- it's the same thing with this uh, purple tiger that I'm I'm working with. This male is, you know, if I had space to keep a bunch of hatchlings, I'd keep this male. But, you know, even at his high percentage, he's almost 70% Superdorf and 6.2% jam and just nothing. I've had mm-hmm. a couple inquiries on him, but then... You know, people just aren't ready to pay what, you know, he's worth. I, I invite, I opened up the opportunity, send him over here. I'll, I'll do the work and try to sell it. And and if she just happens to get breeder ready here, he, you know, because of. He, he will be breeder ready next year. And if he happens to be breeder ready next year, you know, maybe <laughs> I'll do something with him. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, but yeah. Yeah, but if he stays here that whole time and I decide to do something with him. You're gonna create more purples. Cool. Let me let me Woo! let me let me let me take a let's, let's do a... let's talk about a project that I love more than anything. And yeah, true. I, that's another there. thing. Like I, one of my favorite purples I've ever seen in the world has poop on its back <laughs> written out. The poop I've had, I've had two or three people interested in that and yeah no commitment there you need that's because you're marketing wrong you need to be like own the very first world's first Poople Poople albino reticulated python they're gonna be like what the fuck is this guy's talking about they're gonna message him and then you're gonna show it and they're gonna be like damn you know what i want that mm-hmm. that's the one. <laughs> you need to just use jay's wording world's first yeah I made you that awesome graphic that one time, Nathan. It spelled poople on the side. It was perfect. <laughs> it's great. Um, so, yeah, another reason. That- long story short, are, are you going to continue talking about the market? Because I wanted to recap. 
Yeah, uh, I was going to say, screw it. I'm, I'm doing hot tub streams on TikTok to sell my animals. <laughs> I was going to give another example of why the market might not be doing as well right now. Mm -hmm. um, and that's because I feel like people are really shifting their focus from mass breeding to really hone in their collections. And I know we've talked about this before, but we are seeing in the market now more innovation than we have ever seen before. I mean, just like in terms of accessories for tubs that bring enrichment to the animals in the tubs, you know, all these really awesome. Shout out Heligai Serpents. Yes, Heligai Serpents. Um, Jason Carpenter with his really cool. Oh, uh, Jordan, 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 Jordan. Oh, we sorry. butchered that. Jordan Carpenter. Jordan Carpenter, sorry. Heart, the Heartland stack. I, I will excuse myself now. He, he's already gotten advertising <laughs> up to this point. Right, on um, MJ's and then, you know, I got a your, cage of his here. Your hat. Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Did you hear the thud? Yeah. Me, I hit my head a little too hard. My bad. You're really, really nailing it. The people there. listening on Spotify are probably like, these guys are on crack right now. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jordan. I love you. Um, Focus Cubed Habitats has some really amazing products. I mean, it's just like... There, everybody's really I, I didn't mean to i promise it, it was not going to be a sponsorship plug y'all just really chose your sponsors spot that's what, on that's what we do <laughs> but it's like all of this innovation is coming in and people are taking a step back and saying okay for this one individual animal let me really focus all this enrichment all this you know expansion on their enclosures everything for this singular animal which is amazing i mean we've seen um Christmas McVicker really changing the dynamic of how did I butcher that too? Uh, no, almost, no, you wow. didn't. It just almost sounded like you said Christmas McVicker. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Go ahead, Chris McVicker. Uh, which great guy? I'm going to see him here this upcoming Thanksgiving, and I'm I'm really excited to see him. He's going to yeah. get to Fa see the Father uh, Reticulatus. Yes, <laughs> Father Reticulatus. Um, he's, he's been posting these awesome progress videos and, and pictures of how he's been upgrading his animals. He went three feet tall or 30 inches tall. Like I'm proud of like, that's huge. That's awesome. Really, really awesome. And, and he made a comment the other day. That's like, I've been watching all these new keepers and I've just been trying to take it all in and learn from it. And I'm just like, I love this so much. Yeah. That's amazing. But that might be one reason why people are really backing off on purchasing more animals yeah. Is because they're focusing on the ones they already have, you know. Can, can I make a confession? Or yeah. Nathan, you unmuted. Do you want to come first? Uh, I mean, go for it. I, I have my own thoughts, but I was just gonna say, like, I have a confession and something that I've told people. But I'm I'm moving out my morphs after the season. Like mm -hmm. once once I hit the the you know the the recessive pairings that I need to, I'm moving out the adults and I'm sticking with the the, you know, I'm gonna stick with the long term triple recessive that I plan to work with, but. Um, I'm not going to be the stingy. I'm holding back an entire clutch because it's not feasible. Like I can't hold back clutches. That's just not going to happen. Like I told someone the other day on the phone, I'm going to produce a clutch. Hopefully I'm going to produce a clutch of 25% Kalatoa 12 or 6.25% Jampea, uh, double het Annery ghost this season. If mm -hmm. it works out and if she lays like 25 eggs, like I, I literally might throw half of them away. Mm-hmm. Like I might just do that because like, I, I'm not, I'm not going to try to be the the first to produce anything. I'm just going to do it because I want to do it. And if I sell someone, people beat me to it. Great. But I'm going to move out all my morphs and stick with just my locality. That's going to be my niche. And hopefully when I move and I'm able to build a garage, 
I've talked about it before. Like my whole niche, like localities, maternally incubating, breeding once every three years, but being able to document that entire process. Like imagine like, I don't know, like as a consumer, if I were to go and buy a retic and someone could show me a picture of the snake laying the snake around it, it hatching in the snake's coil. Mm -hmm. Doesn't that sound amazing? Like, mm -hmm. damn, I got a snake, like, hey, that little head popping out from the females, like, that's my baby, right? Yeah. And that's kind of where I'm going. Um, I'm not buying any more retics. I'm already addicted to the green tree pythons. I'm done buying retics. I have my, I got my locality core. I got Philippines, Jamps, Kalatoa, Kaiwadi, Halmahera, Ternates, Slayer. Um, I'm set. And, Side and note. How are your Solaire eggs doing? Oh, they're perfect. <sighs> yeah, yeah, the candling video looked really good. I was yeah, gonna every, say I saw the candling video and they look perfect. I just wanted every just wanted every <laughs> single egg that made it because she had three or uh, eight slugs. Um, so she laid thirty-two eggs, eight were slugs, twenty-four healthy. Every single one of them is just like we're we're past the the month mark, which is for me the safe zone. Um, and then now it's like three weeks before they hatch is when they can crumble. So. I yeah. know for the, I know at least from experience from the last, like for the next, like three to four weeks, I'm stress-free with those eggs. <laughs> That's phenomenal, man. I'm, I'm so excited for you. I can't wait to see those babies hatch. Yeah. If anyone well, wants to buy every single one. I'm going to want to see every single one and look at all of their patterns. <laughs> you need to, I mean, we need to... I, People need to make a trip. I don't have time to take pictures of everyone. <laughs> uh, but no. Um, but anyways, yeah, that's the direction I'm going to. And I, I think that I'm very appreciative of it. Me and Chris McVicker talk a lot about that whole like newcomers, like kind of whipping the old people into place that are willing to adapt and change. And that couldn't be more true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think my take on the whole thing is like, I, I just want to stay kind of where I'm at with my retics. Like I still want to be able to produce a clutch, maybe two at the very most a year. And then I want to be able to move those animals out, but I'm not trying to build up much in terms of morphs in mm -hmm. terms of, you know, adding more caging. I, I really want to start working my tree monitors in like really soon. Mm -hmm. So People are going to start thinking we're copying NPR. NPR started and they were big breeders and then they started the podcast and then they realized like, hey, breeding a bunch of animals is stupid. So let's just not do that. And that's kind of like where we're on. right? Now. No, no. I, I still definitely want to be breeding my animals. I, I think that oh, passion of, of, you know, producing the things I love most in the world is never going to totally die out for me. But you know, I want to also do it responsibly. And when we're talking retics, I, I mean, the market's not always going to sustain people producing four clutches a year. What is especially if all of us are doing? Oh yeah. What is responsibly? Like vetting, that, that's, that's vetting, such a... vetting our buyers, making sure they're going into proper caging, making sure there's a plan for this animal. Number of animals we have and we produce. Yeah. Like it's a pretty subjective thing because a lot of people I'm sure think they are being responsible and ethical, but like, are we? 
like mm-hmm. as retic breeders, even super dwarfs. I mean, I don't care if it's a super dwarf or not. That half the time you open up the enclosure, it's flying out for food. Mm-hmm. Do you think that newcomers should be encouraged not to breed? I think newcomers should be encouraged to buy all of my animals. <laughs> I, I I think I think that I think the problem kind of lies in social media a little bit with that, just because it's hard to not want newcomers to breed when all they're seeing on Instagram is people hatching out new reptiles. It's and, envy. Yeah. Right. It's the FOMO. Yeah. Well, if I don't, if I don't have this morph, then I can't do this. And, 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 and I'm not saying that in an arrogant dickhead way. That's me, literally me to a T. It just mm-hmm. took me five years of growing to realize I don't want what I thought I wanted. Right. Um, I learned the hard way. And I tell people that all the time when I, when I give people advice of like, don't, don't go too fast. I'm not, I'm not telling you because that's what I did. No, I did the opposite. I'm telling you like, yeah. save yourself that headache and that heartache because parting with animals that you've kept for three, four years fucking sucks. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, for me at least, like I, mm-hmm. I love all these animals and I know that at the end of the season, I'm parting away with an animal or two or three that I've had for three and a half, four years. Um, I don't want to do that, but like, I know that for my sanity and for the other animals well being, and just for what I want to do, I have to, and that it's a sad thing to think about and that, and I can only blame myself. So I am a hundred percent fault there. I, I, I got on the hype train, like Nathan was saying on Instagram and on social mm-hmm. media, I saw a bunch of people liking this and that, and I'm like, you know what? That is sexy. That's pretty, right? I mean, YouTube. I can I can blame Barcheck a little bit. I mean, right? He makes you want everything, <laughs> dude. He talks so passionately, and like, I want a freaking corn snake, and I know I don't, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> it was rhino rats for me, right? And and freaking, I don't know who it was. Oh, Adler, Adler called me. He's like, dude, I should have called you first, but he's like, I had a. a uh what are they blue beauty rat snakes yeah he's like i could have given you one and i'm like yeah good thing you didn't call me first because i would have said send it like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um yeah like speaking of send it lucas my impulse control sucks no lucas what send it already what send what what am i waiting for what am i waiting for (laughs) oh wait you did that with your mouth earlier yeah. Oh, that was insane. I thought you had an app on your phone or something. That's what she said. <clears throat> Send me my prints, damn it. Oh, no, you got to wait for those. <laughs> I'm going to fly to Texas and kick your ass. <laughs> I, I, I have his uh, tree monitor prints here from Arlington, and I'm refusing to sell them to him until he can be at my house for more than freaking two hours. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> Lucas has um, got me heated. So we're we're talking about uh, um, okay, innovation, new people coming up, and people changing. Kagan, what are your thoughts about the people that aren't willing to change? Do we still love them? Do we try to support them? Do we try to encourage them? Do we turn our backs towards them? Do we talk shit about them like most people do on Facebook? What what do we what do we do with this group of people that I feel like need guidance? That's a great question. Um, I think one of the most beautiful things that a human being can do is observe 
the things around them and and be willing to change should the need arise you know constantly taking in new information and if you find that your methods are wrong or need to be changed then it's okay change them but the people that still think that some of these old school methods are okay like sticking an 18 foot snake in a six foot enclosure. I mean, that's just, it's, it's wrong, but I, I couldn't tell you how to go about. How do, how do we, how do we provide them support and love so that we don't seem like bitter people trying to change their minds, but how do we try to encourage these people to. We bash them on Facebook groups repeatedly. Got it. We send them messages and then we post the messages on the Facebook groups repeatedly (laughs) on the Facebook. On, on just the like paper. the Google last just week. Just like the Google. <laughs> Kagan's a true listener. I love it. Oh, uh, man. But no, it's like if for somebody that isn't willing to take that information in and isn't willing to change, I don't know the answer. I mean, it's, it's I don't know the answer. I couldn't tell you. Because it's hard to judge. It, it's I'll let you finish. You're about to say because, and then I'll, I'll kind of go into something that I'm thinking. So there's, there's this guy that I've seen on multiple Facebook groups that houses his three adult retics or something in one room. And they've, he's just got like heat mats on the floor and the male is breeding the females and it's just a clusterfuck. And, and I'm sitting back like, Oh my gosh, you know, how could somebody be okay doing this to their animals. And I know that people have attempted to send him messages and attempted to educate him on the way that he's keeping his animals is improper. And he, without hesitation, comes back every time. And it's just like, no, this is fine. You know, he's, he's unwilling, despite how many people have attempted to reach out to him, yeah. uh, he's unwilling to change his methods. What's crazy is it's happening over in the UK and like Scotland and those areas. We have someone on our discord that's talking about like, Hey, I've tried reaching out to this person about like, yeah, you know, keeping several babies in a single tub for more than just their first couple sheds. And like, you know, mm-hmm. just doing things that are like, really like not okay. And I mean, I think that's all we can do, right, is continue to try to encourage. But at the same time, it's also, you know, I think that what Facebook has given us the opportunity to is to judge at the, you know, snap of a finger, right? Yes. You know, we, we see very often, a, a you know, we'll, we'll see someone who has a 15-foot retake in a, you know, six, seven-foot enclosure, and clearly that's not big enough. Mm-hmm. But we don't know what happens when it's not in the enclosure, we, we, we're, we're assuming that this person has the breeder mentality, right? And I, and I think that's wrong with the culture right now in retic world is that when we look at something, we're looking at it from breeder mentality, meaning that snake gets zero enrichment outside its enclosure. It gets fed way too much. And we're mm-hmm. just looking at it from a perspective and we're, we're immediately overgeneralizing. And mm-hmm. I, I, do, I do it myself. I'm an asshole in my mm. head to people. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I, I'm not always like that, but I do it. And and I'm going to be honest and human. And for any of you breeders out there that say like, no, nah, I'm a great guy. Like, shut up. No, you don't. You, you judge the <laughs> hell out of people. Um, we, we all do. Uh, 
Um, it's part of our condition. It, it is. It, it's in our condition, like our mental condition is just, it's called, you know, being homeo sapiens. Like that's what's wrong with us. What'd Negativity filter. <laughs> Negativity filter all the time. Um, but we don't know what's going behind like the, you know, that they're not posting like, yeah, sure. The snake looks a little cramped, but what if it's in there only overnight? Like what, what, what if they have an exercise room? What if they're taking it out every day for two hours in the yard? Right. Yeah. I can give my snake a eight foot enclosure and it have room to go around. But I would say that person who's keeping it in a six foot enclosure, but it's taking their snake outside three hours a day or two hours a day, or, or even five hours a week mm-hmm. is doing better than I am right now. And as far as enrichment and space to exercise and grow and like that, like what, like you're keeping better than I am, even though I have the bigger enclosure. Right. Yeah. So it's really hard when everyone right now is so focused on enclosure size, because mm-hmm. that's such a small portion of the entire equation. Right. And, and social media. And like you were saying, just the things that you're, unable to portray because you're posting this one little picture or very short snippet of a video you're not giving the whole the whole picture of what's going on and and it's part of the reason why i don't post more on tiktok is because particularly the audience on there is very quick to judge uh what you're doing with your animal is very wrong i mean i posted i was cleaning my leopard geckos one day And I had put my leopard gecko in a holding tub, like a six quart tub. And she's known for biting fingers. That's all she wants to do. So like I made a video of me opening that tub, going to put her back into her other enclosure and, you know, her biting my finger and everybody in the comments was like, how, how dare you keep this animal in this tub and going off and just really giving me the business. And I was like, I I mean, I'm not even going to respond to half of these, you know, or any of them really, because that's too much effort out of my day. I don't have to explain, you know, the process to you guys. You're right. It's but, the quick snap. It's a yeah. snap judgment that we don't give people the opportunity. And again, I'm like the first to say, like, I'm an asshole. Like I've done it before. I've done it comments. Like I've done it in Facebook. I've done it in my head every day. Um, it, it's a really just ugly culture. But what mm-hmm. I'm happy is that more people are trying, <clears throat> I guess, to kind of whip around back to what you were saying is more people are trying to do more for their retics. Mm-hmm. And I, and I specify retics because this is the retic lounge. Well, not, not just that, but like, <laughs> it's, it's very, it's very easy. I would say people are trying to do more for larger animals and animals. Right. That's, that's, that's what I'm trying to like, say. Like I, I saw a, a croc monitor enclosure today that was absolutely incredible. Walk in, had, like a big jacuzzi tub like size if not bigger water basin for this animal tons of trees like i think people are really pushing the limits just within the reptile industry right now keep going i think i forgot to turn the light off in my garage for the snakes hold on (laughs) no and i mean we've seen it with retics scott sievers uh spencer i mean we've done it a little bit too so you know, I, I just see a push towards that in the future, hopefully. Yeah. I sincerely hope this trend keeps going and, and we just constantly keep seeing more and more innovation in the industry. And I think that's really where 
the money is going to lie in the foreseeable future is people coming up with more innovative products for their animals. Because right now, my mindset is, all right, I don't really want any more snakes, but I am interested in the things that could benefit them and make their lives more enriching. Yeah, absolutely. Like if you want to make money in the reptile industry, that's the way to do it. Mm -hmm. Dude, without a doubt, and we talked again, I think it was a couple episodes ago where we talked about this idea of, uh, oh, by the way, in case anyone was wondering, I did not forget to turn off the lights, but I just had paranoia. Like yeah, that, paranoia. But... got him. Right. Exactly. Every time. Every mm-hmm. time. Like I wake up at 2 a.m. and I'm like, the lights, I'll go down. Hey, and I'm like, sometimes the paranoia pal pays off. It does. It does. It, you know, that's a good way to put it. The pal. I should have used that when I was working with individuals with schizophrenia a few years ago. It's your pal. They're just trying to keep you safe. Um, anyways, um, yeah, t- tell people if you want to make money in this industry, don't, it's, it's not in snakes, like <laughs> find something, find a gap, find, mm-hmm. find, find a way to innovate and, and enrich and, and, uh, and sell it with passion and which is what VivTech is doing, right? Like people like VivTech that are, are just like really just passionately showing you what they love about the animals and they're selling their products through passion and trying to increase enrichment and, and mental health, not, not just like requirements for some animals, but like mental stimulation and things like that. Um, it's really cool. But, um, yeah, I had a, a, an off comment to say that was in my mind, which is I'm a dad, so it's not always funny, but, um, and it left. So, Anyway, someone take over before this becomes stagnant and stale. We already took over while your paranoia took over. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So here's a question for the both of you. Okay. Pushing aside, you know, whether or not you should breed these animals, the amount of animals that you should produce, putting that to the side, um, are there any morphs? that you think just shouldn't be produced or should be produced less of? Let me pull out my scroll. Yes. <laughs> no. We're talking about retics. Yeah. Okay. Cause I could definitely say for ball pythons, like why are we still making spiders? Again, oh. they're cute, yeah, but like, no. stop. Um, yeah. I mean, the easy one to jump to is Jag. Right. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, everyone's seen the decent example of jag i've i've seen an okay one in person but i mean i haven't worked with them but oh yeah you know, no I mean, everyone I've, seen... I've talked to who's like forthcoming about them goes yeah there's neurological issues with them but there's yeah. good ones as well there, there I've, are some... I've seen some that don't have any wobble at all and oh, those are that's... beautiful and amazing but it's like can these animals truly be bred and and carry over not having those neurological conditions to their offspring and is it worth the risk you know i don't do you want to make that super golden child do you want to make that black-eyed lucy like is it worth the risk of trying to (laughs) i'll have to see if i have a video of her somewhere i mean she was she was beautiful Uh, you can you can send me a thousand videos and until (laughs) i see that snake in person i i just and i don't i don't i don't believe that that can happen and and i'm not saying like a a wobble can be minimal like very very Mm -hmm. very minimal and it can be triggered Mm -hmm. seldomly but to say that a jaguar it's just something that my brain can't comprehend around because i've been around a few of them 
Yeah. Um, and I've also oh. been around several, you know, spiders <laughs> and, and the science behind it, it's an imbalance in the ear, like in the internal ear. It's that, yeah. that whole thing. And like to think the that equilibrium like, being off, yeah. right. And then to think that one doesn't have it. Um, but like the rest of the clutch is fucked. Like yeah. it's, so I mean, so, I, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not calling you a liar by any means. Like I, I but it's just, I, I just, I just haven't seen it myself. <laughs> and uh, cause I know Shane, Shane talked about on our episode and he loves Jags and he produces mm-hmm. some of the sexiest Jaguars in the world. Um, but, um, you know, and I think he made that statement. He asked some that don't have a wobble and, and I want to believe people. I just, I need to see it for myself. Yeah. And you need to see, all of the conditions that that animal might experience that could trigger that wobble because they might be fine, but then show them food and that intense excitement could agitate. That that was one thing that Shane really like keyed in on was he, he only really noticed a majority of the wobble when there was some kind of, you know, stimulation, uh, stimulation. whether it was yeah. defensiveness, food, um, mm-hmm even breeding right um oh yeah. man i forgot my comment that i was gonna say which I anytime you start interacting with a retic there's a little stimulation yeah so i mean yeah. it, it's something you're going to deal with i've just seen jaguar you're talking about dealing with snakes and stimulation <laughs> why did you bring it there my anaconda lucas <laughs> okay um, but <laughs> fellas i have seen he's bringing it he's bringing it back to the original conversation that got cut off right as we started oh no (laughs) oh that's what it went to that that just wasn't part so now instead of cutting this segment i'm just going to include that whole conversation before see this is why you record right as we get on and then that's just patreon content baby oh man nathan why didn't you remind me would have been good. Okay. I think they would have enjoyed that. Anyways, <laughs> okay, forward. reeling us back in. Sorry, I have seen jaguars that have such a severe wobble that, you know, when they get overly stressed or overly stimulated, they will smack their heads onto the floor. And, you know, I was working on cement pavement before and the the smack, it's it's enough to make you not ever lucas you're <laughs> no no I just, I, I i'm thinking in, i'm thinking in my head like who sees a snake hitting itself on the floor and you're like <laughs> let's reproduce that right <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> well the male i bred with last year i left one lock i left one lock unlocked this was like middle of him pairing with the female and i i have security cameras in my snake room oh. and he he got out and he was just climbing the female's cage all night Arching but against it. that but he also climbed up and fell off a couple times <laughs> and the thud that you hear in the oh, video clap, dude, I, I actually watched it earlier today it is the <laughs> it is so funny like I feel so bad for him, but like you could just hear it, just like it's a, it's a mash, just going well, like, Doof. and like five oh, minutes so later, smart. he's just up against her glass, just arching. It's like, okay, <laughs> dude, chill they're out. So smart, they're so smart. Didn't yeah, even knock it out of him. Smartest pythons out there. Um, yeah, no, I just I don't see how like so like do I say that we should stop? Like again, I don't like to think in black and white statements. I don't like to make a a statement that someone who's worked 
12 years to to make a jaguar project manageable by mm-hmm. by selling i don't know two snakes that don't have a big wobble um out of the entire clutch like i, I don't want to come at them and come after them but like yeah like if we're gonna talk about like morphs that we shouldn't i'm gonna say jaguars don't come at me super tigers um super golden childs lucas is really proud of himself of this list everyone i really hope so if you're if you're listening to this podcast (laughs) jump on back to about the 55 minute mark on youtube (laughs) and uh you'll see what's happening here but um all right, I'm not gonna use my Lucas. My, we've my gone from anymore. shapes to to <laughs> your reactions. <laughs> to reactions, that's great. Your someone, fireworks. Balloons. Someone was just talking about our shapes the other day on a comment, and uh, yeah, so so super golden child, super tigers, jaguars, um, uh, black eyed lucistics. Super golden child, yeah. Uh, which Any is of the, the fatal the, combos? Yeah, the the lemon glow to lemon go, like you know. Although you can get the one beautiful, like uh, uh, man, what's his name? Um, Uvino, Richard, mm. who who you know his his whole life was about making an all white retic. And let me mm. let me tell you this: if you haven't seen the difference between a black eyed leucistic oh. or a a lemon glow to lemon glow white retic versus a super phantom there's a difference oh yeah there's a huge difference um but you just don't get many that do well so that's another one um a lot of digestion issues from what i was told yeah i got just, to, they I just got to see live. one in person and it was so clean and what the black that? eyes do you have one con- it's you- it's a cow oh <laughs> so so you see how it has the pinkish background well, and it has like the kind of silvery blue eyes too, right? Where did you get a cow? A couple months back. <laughs> you hiding it from everyone. I have them. Oh, that's so sweet. I just haven't I haven't made content with her yet. I I need to because she's fantastic and wonderful. I have to produce it. I I I don't know why. It's just that dream animal that I I can't buy. See, for you yeah. guys, it's the cow. For me, I want the super phantom. So she's she's actually a um, golden child cow that's possible Ooh. platinum. So that Nerd means liner. Uh, no, she was produced by uh, John Weatherhead. Are the oh, dude, are the adults John. pretty John's black, a good dude? Yeah, I like John a lot. So he, he's a little out there, but he's awesome. No, he is cool. Um, and, and so the cool thing about her is that she's not, she's probably not going to get that like really yellowing that cows get because of the golden child. So she'll be Wait. stark white with like the black and the, we talked about this snake. Mm-hmm. We are, are this his, snake. are, are the parents pretty, uh, high black in in their, uh, spotting or no. The, oh, I'd have to go back, but I don't think a cow was used in the pairing for her. Oh, okay. So, um, you know, back to the topic, since, you know, King wants to show off over here. Um, Listen, it's a retic podcast. If we don't have a snake on every once in a while. That's true. We need to do better with holding snakes. Um, <laughs> mine, mine always just go onto the microphone and then like chill out. Yeah, there. they take out the show. Yeah. And then I'm just like, all right, you guys talk. <laughs> you guys can see the snake for the rest of the episode. 
but but yeah so let me see super golden child obviously super jag don't do it um and uh the the lemon glow lemon glow you know the 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 leucistics um super golden i said that like a thousand times already um <laughs> what what else am i missing what, what i i think instead of focusing on you know what's genetically wrong what what do you think is overproduced and what do you think doesn't need Ooh. to be that was going to be my contribution was there's a lot of sunfires out there well you um, can't now so get off well <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. a lot of motleys out there a lot of tigers um, i've never been a fan of motley but that's i think a personal problem i hate you i think it is because i really like motley uh, everyone does but yeah i just for me like I, I just feel like i can accomplish some of the same goals that i would want with motley with other stuff let me let me just just wait until i produce a motley no, some uh, of the motley combos I've, I've, I've seen in, in person are some of the, the best looking snakes, but motley on its own just doesn't excite me. You know what you need instead of a motley that I have some here ready for you is a tribal. There you go. Send it Kagan's way. <laughs> we already talked about how I don't want more retics. <laughs> I don't want more either. I, I love I love my retics and I, I want to work my, my pairings to get to my goals, but I, I yeah. Oh, Kagan, by the way, Jumping weather back. looks good for tomorrow. Ooh, sweet. Um, okay. So any, any any other any other ones that you guys can think of? Uh Tiger works really well with certain combos, but Tiger on its own, I feel like is a little oversaturated. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I wouldn't mind if a shit ton more of tigers were made if if it went back to the classic tiger look. They they sell pretty well. Like the tigers I produced this year are some of my favorite tigers I've seen, even compared to the tiger I keep in my collection. And they sell great, but there's just a lot of them out there. I have a lot of it in my collection. I just again, mm -hmm. maybe it's a personal problem. But what I'm <laughs> hearing is that you're you're getting tired of seeing a lot of tiger. <laughs> Do you guys That's remember... definitely something I'm working out of my collection, yes. <laughs> you guys remember that high percentage jamp? It was a Anry Tiger that I sent you guys a picture of at one point. Um... It's on it's on my Instagram as, as one of the more recent pictures. She's just got like really wild kind of looking side patterns, really, really unique. Like to me... I should have held back that tiger. I'll forever regret. Not oh yeah, there's an Annery tiger that I sold to Theron Lance that I still regret to this day. So that was such a unique looking animal. I I, I wish I still had that tiger. But mm -hmm. the classic tiger look, I'm, I'm I'm fading away from it. You know. Well, and any any time you breed that, I mean, you're gonna have a decent amount of just tiger popping up, and that's yeah. You don't like tiger, like the. I like, love tiger. Tiger on, was the you, first. No, no. Oh, oh, sh okay, I, I, I'll I shut got, up. I got beef with her. She says she's moving away from. So, like, I was you, saying it was my first love, Lucas. No, no, and I understand that. I know that it is your first love, and I, I feel like most people that have been like aware of retex for a long time, like tiger, is typically the first, like mm -hmm. the first oh, yeah. eye catching. Like, damn, that's that's nice, right? But but Kagan. It's because I've seen, you don't know how much tiger I've seen, man. I have but seen I, it in everything. <laughs> in everything. 
Okay. Yeah. I mean, I get it. We should. We. I agree. I think less Tiger, right, and more Motley. Which, by the way, uh, you, you talk about a Tiger Annery. You want to know what takes that animal to another level? Is you add Motley to that? Yeah. I, I'm just yeah. saying. Motley Tiger Annery is the the like oh. one of the sexiest Annery combos uh, out there. I mean, okay, now I will say, still my Motley favorite Tiger? Golden Child and my Golden Child Annery I sold to Phil is still my oh, favorite well, okay, one. Okay, we're we're on different Earths right now. There's multiple <laughs> Earths, and we're on different ones right now. I, I don't care. I'm gonna fight I'm gonna to fight. the death. Man, but Motley Tiger Anneries, they got that green that just comes out of them, and the high the the whites that fade to like the mid side of their body instead of the white rosettes and then the the motley pattern in the tiger just coming towards the top i could nerd out about that morph all day oh yeah no so motley tigers one of my favorite Anary. okay we'll add annery in there just for you lucas but one of my <laughs> favorite combos of all time just they're so good they're so good yeah it, and it's kinda, it, it works really well it, it's crazy to think that like some of the sexiest snakes out there are like these two gene animals and people are out here making worlds first and they're like eight genes thick and it's like no. shooting I'm, for triple I'm recessives. Convinced. I am convinced that the sweet spot with retics is two genes. I like, oh. I like two. So, oh my gosh, <laughs> I tricked you. I got you. <laughs> Is 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 two pattern changing genes? Now I'm not counting like albinism because we can have I, I was, motley tiger purple. That's great, or a motley tiger. That's great, but don't you know motley child golden tiger uh, platinum sunfire? I'm like, mm. yeah, no. I I was gonna say the best combo is to have a T positive albino with two codons. Mm-hmm. It, it could be an endo. Son of a bitch. This isn't even intentional. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, I got to turn the setting off because it's going to fade away like and not be funny real quick. Um, but like an Indo caramel or a purple and then a, a solid two gene combo, but, but not any two gene combo. Even sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be very careful when, when you're talking about adding two other genes on top of your recessive. So Nathan, me and Kagan said Motley Tiger. Yeah. What's your two gene combo? Not not recessive. What's your like two my ultimate? Up? Yeah. Hmm. That's a, oh, that's, that I know that's that's on the spot, but I'll give you some time. I'll, An- I'll cut, Anary, the, I'll cut Anary, the video. Anary Platinum's really nice. That's a recessive. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Inc- okay. inc- inc- oh, two, two, two incomplete two, dominant. Uh, okay. Okay. But Anary Platinum um, is Anary Platinum okay, is okay. sexy with less Kalatoa. It fades away as they age, but in my in my opinion. Hmm. I mean, no, I was going to say Phantom Tiger, but Phantom Tiger, I think they all kind of eventually look you know pretty similar. You know, it's another sexy one for me. And, and you might not like this because it's, but Motley Sunfire. I think Sunfire is a phenomenal and Sun, complete dominant. Sun you, Tigers look great. Sun Tigers are great. Like Sunfire is. Sun Platties look great. Like the right Sunfire makes everything 10 times better if it's just added to one gene. But if you add it to too many, that's when you start to get too much of an orange snake. Mm-hmm. I'm just yeah, enjoying think... Kagan watching this and looking at the snake. <laughs> that's that's why I think you have to avoid gene stacking a little bit. I mean, when you start adding stuff like Golden Child into that, like you can ruin that annery 
on platinum pretty quick or platinum sunfire real quick or yeah. ant or platinum tiger whatever you're working with in that clutch and take it pretty orange like you were saying yeah. i have seen some higher end morph combos produced recently that have golden child in them mm -hmm. but golden child is so dominating that it takes pulls out everything else gene wise you know you, you virtually the same as a golden child just with a really high price tag gold child is sexy i love it but it's not a good it's it's just not a good morph to to put into other incomplete dominant in, in my Ooh. opinion motley tiger is awesome but you know what else is awesome is motley golden child well yeah i mean that's the exception because that's it just makes one. it darker right but like yeah. Mm -hmm. you know like phantom golden child you're you're turning a golden child oh. that's dark and you're making it brown like why um you know now if you add albino different story like a purple golden child sexy endocarmo golden child beautiful like you know let's the, talk about the ocelot golden child <sighs> in the room <laughs> that's what i was trying to gently hint at but i, I wasn't like explicitly it. just dropping that bomb i don't like it don't get me wrong like with ocelot right now we need to try everything Nathan's just like we we need to we need to try everything with ocelot to see what works and what doesn't but i just don't get me wrong it's not an ugly snake by any means but right. I would take a normal ocelot over it, and I would take a, you know, I'd take a golden child. Uh, if we're taking the, you know, the value, the monetary aspect of it, out of it, right? Um, I, I'm taking a golden child over an ocelot golden child, and I'm taking an ocelot over an ocelot golden child. I, right. I think it looks cool, but it just it doesn't tickle me fancy. Yeah. So to play devil's advocate, you know, we had to see what it was going to make, right? Because oh, yeah. when before. Uh, before prehistoric pets had come out with the ocelot tigers, everybody was like, oh, you know, tiger is just going to dominate that. Ta tiger, you know, dominates everything. It's going to just completely overpower it. And then sexiest codom or so yeah, good, sexiest right? incomplete so dominant now, with ocelot. See, where tiger, Empire, though, tiger, it messes with the pattern. It doesn't necessarily totally take it away where most of the pattern changing combos do, like ocelot. Mm -hmm and phantom and everything else that's that reduces the pattern so much i mean you have a lot more potential in something like tiger where it doesn't totally skew the pattern but i will say that the phantom ocelot was pretty sick too uh, you're right it, it, that came out and so that's what i'm saying like that's why ocelot needs to be taken to just about everything to see what works and what doesn't we got to play tic-tac-toe over here Right. That that didn't make sense. So I think the first thing you should take it to oh. then in this case is going to be Golden Child. Yeah, and I mean, then why not? send one for free over to Kagan. Me? It's already been made. Oh, oh. well, I mean, yeah, make I your own. I thought, line. I thought that's what you were dropping. I, you know, I, I, uh, uh, Aubrey Pruitt made a, a Golden Child. I'll, I'll have to look back on that one. I, I'm sure I saw it, but, you know. Kagan, if you have me. access to the picture, go ahead and send it to I, me. I'm so looking it up right now. But, um, yeah, but, uh, Kagan, we interrupted you because we're assholes. I have forgotten. Oh, see, damn it. <laughs> um, got stuck into thinking about the days, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. And you listeners don't get it. 
<laughs> you don't understand. But we do. And well, and because of Lucas, not even our Patreon gets it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Next episode, guys. <clears throat> also, let's put in a plug for our Patreon. Shout out to all you guys that are supporting us so far. I think what's great about our Patreon is we've had probably our retention's been great, and we've been in like the 60s for a long time and have a great community. So appreciate all of you. Um, you left me dry and hanging last night. I think only one of you showed up while I was live on Discord, but it's okay. You came on super um, late. I didn't even see it till after I laid down in bed. You mean, and I was you like, mean no all one's right. up at midnight on the East Coast? No. <laughs> it was only like 9 or 10 o'clock here, and I was just like, Nah, I'm going to the gym in the morning. I love you, Lucas. Listen, my I mean, I, I still went to the gym, okay? I, I know I you called went. me on your way. Yeah, I did. Um and uh Oh, I f- think I found it. Oh no. I just sent it to you, Nathan, on, on Facebook. I found I was looking at the Phantom. But um I mean they're cool, like I said, but it's just it doesn't it doesn't do me. It enhances the side rosettes in an interesting way, and it looks like it actually kind of turns them yellow instead of white. But who and, knows what that's going to look like as an adult? But, you know, it just kind of looks like a tricked out golden child that is going to have a, a very high price tag. Um, Gives me anaconda vibes. Yeah. I see that. Mm-hmm. And the the dark black rosettes. Yeah, or, I just like the splotching under the rosettes. That's kind of unique. Yeah, that that's what's different about it that stood out to me that I was like, oh, this it has like a black blush almost. <clears throat> I sent um, a video of it too. Okay, cool. Yeah, she so oh volumes on. Maybe. Um I mean it's cool, like right, like those yellow rosettes, it's like cool, but then I'm like, hey, I have phantoms that have yellow rosettes, so whatever. Or not phantoms, uh Philippines. Um, unpopular opinion i actually really don't like ocelot phantom like i I think it's cool but i don't love it more than just ocelot that well so that's what i'm trying to say it's like right like so there are gonna be things that like you know and that's where i think we need to be careful with ocelot And, and i know that the people who have ocelot aren't they don't give a shit they're just trying to make the world's first because that's the retake thing to do right i get it but like that's why with me, with Asla, I'm taking it to my locality stuff. And I'm just going to try to make the best individual looking Ocelot using locality stuff. Because at the end of the day, when there's a good looking Ocelot, I don't care what anybody says. It's better than Aztec. It's better than any snake out there. It's, it's, it, or I, sh- I should say retake. It's better than any retake out there. And Ocelot that is like a drop dead gorgeous Ocelot is, is like st- stupid pretty. Mm-hmm. Nathan, is is there a morph out there that you have seen that like makes you it's the only, it's more the only erect way. than an ocelot? No morph has quite got me there. Um, man, you don't love retics. I, I I love retics, but man, do uh, so, you know? I, mm. no little... Put me on a watch list if I'm I'm acting like that. No, no tingle. <laughs> In, 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 in Utah's beastiality, we all know the t- we all know the tingle Lucas gets with retics now. <laughs> but yes, no. The first time I saw an ocelot, I mean, I I, I was blown away. It, it's amazing, but I mean, for me, it's all about making that a manageable size first. 
Oh yeah, which which is in the works. Um, you know, I, I so I it's like yeah, it's exciting, but for the I won't future. I won't I won't say who. I know one breeder that I messaged you know every other day is is he actually might beat me to the first lock. Now there are people that I'm you know might might be doing it, but I just had a, a pure superdorf go off food and is shedding as we speak. That is going to get the ocelot to her tomorrow. So that's exciting. The old ocelot tree. And she she's a she's a like six and a half, maybe seven foot on a good day, two time proven breeder. I'm excited. She was, I think, to this day, Reach Out Reptiles smallest uh smallest female to to reproduce. She she has a video on YouTube. I think she was like twelve eighty grams when she had her first clutch. You're, You're muted, pig. Ah, welcome to welcome the club. to the retic lounge. <laughs> I feel like a true member now, guys. <laughs> she did it. You looked really passionate. Whatever you were saying, <laughs> I was gonna say that's tiny. That's it's tiny, baby. right? It's little baby. That's so small, right? That's like a yearling male mainland. <laughs> right. Right. Um, like breeder ball python. Right. So I'm excited for that. But I know a couple other people are working that angle and. Uh, I just hope we can all work together to, you know, not be like, well, these aren't selling quick, so let's just sell, you know, fifty percent Superdorf head ocelots for five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> Is the people that are like, oh, I need to, I need to make room in my rack for my fifty other clutches this year. Better be passionate about that project, buddy. I am. I mean, and it's she's gonna have a. I think her biggest clutch has been nine eggs. I'll happily oh, keep every single one of those here. Yeah, it's good. Perfect. Yeah, they're they're all gonna stay here. I'll raise them. I'll I'll scratch their chins. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm excited about that. And so, anyways, I think the consensus is Ocelot is beautiful. And if you don't have one and you want to make them, I have heads available. Uh, <laughs> shameless plugs here. This is the Lucas plug tonight, guys. Right. Um, <laughs> buy some smaller snakes and DM me. Yeah, <laughs> I have a few left. Tiger, purple tiger, purple that says poop on its back. There's some good stuff it's that's a, not going to get as see, big. Again, wrong. Poople. The poop. world's first poople. And if that snake stays with me, I'm totally fine with that. Exactly. A 10-foot female poople albino. <laughs> Imagine how I mean, big not, the word poop ma, ma, would be. Mom oh is 9-foot, so if she stays around mom's size, I mean, even better. <laughs> Man, she'd have a giant poop on her back. If yeah. that doesn't eventually become your logo, if you keep her, right. well, is she is she the poopal albino or it does say poo poo technically? So she's is she the poo poo albino? She's the poo poo albino. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! All right, how many shed skins have you guys collected? for rare genetics oh my my room's a disaster i would go grab them all but yeah i probably have so i have some for the het anthrax i have some for a visual ocelot i have some for a visual ghost i have some for visual annery i have some for het anneries i have some for um oh i need to collect tribal Mm -hmm. and oh and i'll collect them for my motley who then I should, I'm interested to see genetically where the tribal and the motley stand, right? Ooh, that's going to be cool. Right. Yes. Oh, dude, this could be groundbreaking. 
is it the same? Is it not the same? Is it the locality influence that's doing it? They kind Better of get other people to send in that that same locality shed. Yeah, we need to build that database first. I mean, there's only so much of you know. I need people to send in motleys, but there's only so much of the the tribals that we can. Yeah, so um, that's that's going to be the hurdle there. There's there's the generation I have for sale, and then there's the generation before that was produced in 2018 or something by Don. Munson, and then there was I don't I don't know if any of the originals that were imported the F ones that were imported even are alive anymore. I, one of them I think was the one that killed that one female, uh, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I, I think that tribal is few and far between. This is the only second pure tribal Philippine clutch ever produced in the U.S. Mm. Yeah, Sean Sean McFarland did a phenomenal job with that pairing, and he was uh, nice enough to let me sell them. So, one of the craziest animals that I have ever had the pleasure of interacting with was an F one tribal male. That if you opened his enclosure, he would just come straight out, mouth open, and he would he would chase you across the room. It's it's. Crazy you say that because that's the reputation they have. Every single one of the tribals in my garage with me have been the sweetest little puppies. And then I'm when so I was glad. when I no, when I was gone this weekend, uh, I got a picture from Sean who was there over cleaning the hatchling rack. Uh-huh. And he's like, Yeah, I just got lit up by one of these. I was like, dude, how? Like they literally like they don't move. You just pick them up. Uh- <laughs> um, but yeah, he got lit up a couple times by one. Um, and, and one thing that he was saying, he's like, dude, these baby Philippines, he's like, it's a small snake, but he's like, it hit my hand and my hand ricocheted back. <laughs> he's like, he's like, dude, if these things were adults, like they would pack a punch. And I was like, yeah, I don't, I'm not, I don't doubt it. Where, <laughs> is that the neurotic locality that uh, Phil had in his house? No, that's Homahera. Oh, Holmes. Okay. Yeah. Homaheras are fun. Um, even my female to this day. She's gotten much better, but she has her days where like she's just she's on it. You pass her and she's just like up. They, like she'll she'll be in her hide and her sky hide, and if you walk by, you'll see her fully lunge out and just stare at you for the rest of the time you're in the garage. Yeah, if you don't believe there's differences in localities, go oh, look there, at there any is. locality versus Yeah. <laughs> and you're gonna you're yeah. gonna be blown away. But Homaheras are are incredible to yeah. keep. That's one of the only localities I think that I haven't gotten to experience in person. And I would really, really love to, because I think they're, they're dark, thick patterns. Absolutely gorgeous. They're very interesting. How about this? I can get a phenomenal deal on them and there's a clutch that's probably on the way and I can send one out to you. Oh boy. On the house. She can, she can bite me all she wants. No, I, I want you, like, and it, you know, doesn't even, I, I'll, I'll get another one and just send it to you because I want you to have the experience. I'd love Luke, to. I mean, Lucas, did you ever consider too, used car salesman? Raising it up for a bit. As a professional. Did I consider used car? No, I mean, this is, I, I, I wanted to get one more female Halmahera. I wanted 1.2. So I was going to get one this upcoming year and I could just send it to Kagan. Yeah, let me raise it up and I'll send it back to you. Because no, 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 you keep it. It's, it's my snake that you feed, keep clean, breed. <laughs> You do all the work, but it's it's my. Um, How can I make this deal work for you? Right. <laughs> you know, for the price of lifelong housing, you can get an amazing. What's going to get you behind the wheel today? 
I like to say I have a little more integrity. I'm a little more honest, <laughs> right? I'll, I'll do everything I can to sell it. But as soon as they're like, how big is a snake going to get? I'm going to be like, ah, you got me there. <laughs> the numbers don't lie. Yeah. These are your payments. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Kagan, what other localities have you had the pleasure of working with? Jeez, All I right. mean that that are out there. Like, don't don't go off here in Ocalatoa, Cayuga. Like, I'm talking no, about that. Are... I gotta pull up the list. You had an opportunity to work with a Borneo, didn't you? I did work with a Borneo. Wasn't it a psychopath? It, yeah, 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 yeah. The the freaking I'll tell you who was a psychopath. The some of the pure jam stuff dude jams are nuts they're food crazy. driven like crazy yes i mean that's it is that they're very food driven the, the f1 food driven. f1s and wild cops are absolutely insane um but the and i always mispronounce their names so i am very sorry but the tom belongans tambalang tambalangans tom belongans tom belongans tom belongans <laughs> i love that <laughs> oh but they're oh. they were crazy I mean, and, and not even like food driven. They just, they didn't want to be looked at at all. They didn't want to be perceived. And Absolutely. if you did perceive them, they would just start thrashing. Which one's that? The, the Tambalongans. Oh, you got to work with Tambalongans? Yes. Tambalongans? Tambalongans. That's pronounced incorrectly. I told you I was going to miss, I, I told you straight up I was going to mispronounce them. Tambalongans. Tambalongans. Um... I'm at your page of your notes right now. That's like, all right, this page needs to be more lighthearted topic, too much serious. Crud is heavy. And then it's a blank page. And in the middle says, so retakes are real cute. They are real cute. Look at her. She cute. <laughs> um, we had a Sumatran male. Those are awesome. The Ambons and the Borneos. Uh, I, I have this thing about Ambons. I don't know if Ambons are real Ambons or if Ambons are Ambons. <laughs> you know when you say a word too many right. times and it doesn't sound right? <laughs> right. That's what that, happened. That my, that. my brain just went... <laughs> no, so so Ambons. There's the, the locality of Ambon, mm -hmm. but then there are animals that were shipped out of Ambon City in... I'm going to look this up because I don't want to be wrong that were imported as Ambons, but they were actually shipped and they were collected from Ambon city in wait for it. Can you at least get some fireworks going? No. <laughs> yes. Um, Validation. In the meantime, while you're looking that up, Kalatoa, Kiawati, Salaire, uh, Sulawesi, Jamps, Tombalongans, Ambons, Borneos. Uh, I feel like I'm missing something. I think it might have been Sumatra, but I, I don't know. Martin. But there, there's an Ambon city that doesn't exist in Ambon. And there, there's a lot of uh speculation to what is ambon and what is not here in the country but we don't really have that many anyways we're almost all dead so that was really dark sorry <laughs> sorry 
that's my my dark side coming out of just how shitty of a job we did and and i don't blame people i, I mean i wasn't breeding at this time and or keeping but you know there was the world's first craze but we really f- did not do good with locality stuff mm. very sad at least it's better this is this is Kagan's notebook that we're talking about. Wait, can you can you show them some of your drawings? Oh my gosh! Okay, hang on. This was the this was supposed to be the other lighthearted topic page, and it's just blank. I, is that yeah. the one with the poop? No, this is the second one. The poop. <laughs> All right, let's see. I don't think she sent us that. The one with the poop that's great on the top, with hearts so. next to it. There's no drawings when, on there. When I think, oh, there um, it is. When I think of jaguars, this is what I. This is. This <laughs> they got is a little extra of. something going on, huh? Just a little like. Ree. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what yeah, I think. They of got a little extra like. something. Oh boy. Oh. My favorite is the snake next to the wolf, and the wolf is like, "The ball python pyramid scheme is finally collapsing," <laughs> and the snake is like, "Okay, dude." Yeah. All right, man. You, you'd be a great comic book artist <laughs> you really would um but um any other topics that we want to touch on while we are here oh there it is it's great it's good pressing for tonight i don't think so an hour 30 in Reten- retention at this point's probably probably pretty low for the for the right. real ones that are out there right now. Now, if we start There's talking about the bays, they're really going to get interested. Yeah, um, we we could make if a Adler clip posts and a get clip a whole, about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We could, we could post a clip and get that thing popping. I like the ambiguity of it at this point, though. <laughs> yeah, I think I think uh, with as far as we've gone so far, you know, we had that sensitive topic that we had kind of put on the back burner, but it is a pretty sensitive topic. We, we can, sensitive. we can. Oh, I feel oh like... that, that one. That's oh. sensitive topic. Oh, Wait, okay. we had more I, than one. I, I thought we were talking about the bidets again. Oh, Nathan, dude, we were supposed to talk about your animal. We'll, 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 uh, we'll, catch, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll catch up on that. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll title our next episode "Hatchling Death," and oh. we'll, we'll get a bunch of views on that one, but not on veterinary views, right? They're like, oh, let's hear about death, um, but let's not get educated on nidovirus. Um, but, um, uh, yeah. Okay. So for those of you hanging around, still appreciate y'all for tuning in and, uh, give us some feedback on what you think about this segment, having Kagan on. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to reconnecting with you and, uh, yeah. You guys got anything else? No, I said, um, and, uh, like eight, like, I think I said that more than like anything else, but on that note, bye everyone. Have a good night. No balloons, but bye. (laughs) Yes. Oh, (laughs) that was.